0: Welcome, friend, to the special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Man, did we need to hear from John O'Leary right now.
1: Seriously, he's so awesome. He's just the best guy.
0: I mean, his attitude, his mindset. If you haven't listened to the episode, yeah, I mean, his story is incredible. We've been friends for years. One of the most successful speakers in the world, truly, and just an amazing guy. But to hear his story, you know, it's like you can't we were talking to him about how he's built his career and everything, but his career is built on gratitude and love. Like his secret is not some business process or something. And that that was my first big takeaway. And I had never heard him say this, but he said, you know, there is an ROI on love. And when he was telling the story about loving on the AV guys that are like backstage at a keynote that nobody talks to. And if they do talk to him, it's like, Hey, get this done for me or get this put in or Why doesn't this work or whatever? And having those guys refer him, I just like that is the epitome of him. And I just, I thought that was a good reminder for all of us to go, especially now when things are difficult and things are hard. Like you're never too busy to love on people. You're never too broke to love on people. You're never too important Mm. to love on people. And the world is starving for that right now. And I teared up in the interview. Like I just needed it so badly. He's so amazing.
1: And you're a big softie. And
0: I am a softie. It's true. It's true.
1: (laughs) I mean, my take on John, like outside of the interview, is that anyone who can capture the heart of a three-year-old as an inspirational speaker has got my vote. Our child, our oldest child, Jasper, talks about John O'Leary every day. Every day. And I don't mean some days. Every single day. He says, Daddy friend, Mr. John. I want to watch the video, Daddy's friend, Mr. John. And I just, to me, there's something about like, what is it about him that has captured this curiosity and even a three-year-old and there is this uniqueness about John. So I really do hope you watch the interview. But actually, it's very rare that I take notes, but I have a lot of notes.
0: Look at you, (laughs) note-taking.
1: I know, it's very rare. But there were just like so many good one-liners and nuggets and just like you said, it's really an era of needing messages like this. and this is kind of in line with what you just said. It wasn't my first point. My points are kind of out of order because I had so many, but I loved this. And he said, there is no such thing as a little job.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I love that. You know, it's like, we very much have the attitude of, (laughs) it doesn't matter if you're the CEO, the business owner, the entrepreneur, you are also the trash taker, the cleaner, the window washer. It's like, at one point, do you think that you have elevated above the jobs that need to be done. And I just really believe that a servant's heart and a true leader never rises above that. If there is trash on the floor, you pick it up, right? If there is something that needs to be cleaned, you do it. There is never this concept of rising above. And I loved it, he talked about this story about Lavelle, the janitor. The
0: janitor. Oh, my god. That was gosh. the janitor
1: in his hospital room when he was in the hospital bed for six months. For after his life. he had this horrific accident. Yeah, truly fighting for his life. And he said, he said, I believe that Lavelle saved my life many times because I was so susceptible to the tiny viruses, a little cold or anything could have been what ended his life. And he said, but because Lavelle was in there cleaning his room and making a sanitary every day, that was mm-hmm. a part of what saved his life. And
0: there's no little jobs. There's
1: no, like, okay, I'm just like even reading this, and it's like I'm gonna have to like hold the tears back because he said uh, today, in the midst of COVID 19, he said there has never been a greater reminder in our country of how every job matters.
0: Yes, the grocery store, when he the said that, trucks, yeah. the delivery truck, yeah, water, electricity, it. internet. I mean, imagine if we didn't have internet right now, like that would be a big deal. That would be interesting. That would be a big deal.
1: Or just people who are willing to get up and go to the grocery stores and keep those open. And people who are willing to get up and put their lives at risk to keep the coffee shop Mm -hmm. open or the restaurants open. It's um, like, of course,
0: the nurses, right? Too, of course, the doctors, of course, course. the doctors. Thank gosh, our first
1: responders.
0: And all the people who, you know, you just never Realize, like, I mean, how critical that just delivering, getting mail delivered is like keeping the country running. Yeah. Being able to get things at your house. The person who picks up a side job, run into the grocery store to grab groceries, an elderly person can get groceries delivered to their house. Like, amazing. So
1: many things. I just love that in the midst of this. And then just also talking about that story of Lavelle, uh, just putting a name in a face, too. It's like some people may see it as a janitor. He said, No, this man kept me alive. Just such a powerful perspective.
0: Powerful, yeah. And kind of playing off of what you just said, I think when he was actually telling the story of how they got started and when he went out and started speaking and it was totally by accident. <laughs> and then he ended up going, Okay, this is our full-time thing. We have to make it work and we have to do whatever it takes. And I feel like you and I have been there in our relationship, like with our business where both it's businesses. like both yeah. both times. We didn't have a choice. Like, we had to make it work. And I
1: guess we did have a choice. We chose to make it work.
0: Yeah. Well, we chose to do whatever it took to make it work. Like, you always have a choice. But, yes. You can take a safer route. But to that point of like, there's no small jobs. I remember a couple of weeks ago, this is a little sort of side note, but there was chaos in our house and there's chaos every once in a while because we have two little kids <laughs> and everything
1: like every day Uh
0: huh. and <laughs> i was overwhelmed and i just scooted out of the room like and i just went upstairs and then later that morning aj was like i could tell she was upset and not upset but just like she was quiet and i was you know she kind of brought up like hey you bailed on me and i felt so bad in that moment because it's like you have to be willing to dig the ditches Like you got to do the work of digging the ditches and whether it's your spouse or your business partner or the people next to you, everybody has to be willing to dig the ditches together. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people use that analogy like who you're going to be in the foxhole with in a fight which I think is inspiring. And if you're a war person or whatever, but the reality is for most of us, the daily life isn't a foxhole. It's not a matter of life and death, but it is a matter of digging ditches. It's a matter of who's doing the work and are you staying in the fight? Are you staying in the battle and just doing the work it takes to make it work? So I took that. That was one of my big takeaways was when he was talking about doing whatever it takes to make it work, which also ties to what you were saying about there is no small job and yeah. you got to hang in there and you got to you got to dig the dishes
1: and just appreciate like don't rise above the small jobs you know i just i love that so i guess that would be my first point i will i'll claim that as my first point my second point which i think is kind of connected to that a little bit but i just thought it was worthwhile sharing is don't be so arrogant to think you should get paid in year 1 wow i was like Bam. Right. right. <laughs> because I think so many people are like, what should I charge? What should I charge? And like part of like what we do at Brand Builders Group is helping people set their pricing schedules right. and their fee schedules. It's and a hard question. It's a really hard question, but I, I love too the attitude of like, like if you really went back and you said, okay, well, how did we get started and what did we do? It's like, okay, well, we spoke a lot for free. Yep. I lot. I mean, for eight years, I was still speaking for free. Like I was still getting paid to speak, but I was still speaking for free. And yeah. it's like, remember,
0: I still speak for free at certain events. Like, yeah, I, like, I mean, still to this day. But it's
1: like really before your speaking career took off, you know, it's like you spoke over 300 times 300 for times. free. And it's like that very first year that we really launched our first business, you know, I spoke something like 220 times for free that year. Can I so, tell him?
0: can we tell them how much you made the first oh year God. we had? Sure. This is not in Brand Builders Group. You're making even less in Brand Builders Group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone gets paid before <laughs> me. Yes. Um.
0: Um, but in our first year in business, you made like- In our first business.
1: In our first business. $24,500. $24,000. Rolling in it.
0: That, and then, you know, by the end of our, I mean, a few years later, you were making that every month, and then, you know, a few years later, you're making that more like every week.
1: Yeah. It's really is amazing and I think that's, you know, not to like broadcast what we make or anything, but in year 1, I was making $24,500. I was speaking for free a lot. A ton. Like, like every day. <laughs> but then it was by year 10, it was more like I was making that every a week. A week. Mm-hmm. I was making that a week. And
0: and to put things back in context, okay, so brand builders were now about a couple years, years into the business. Almost two years. So year 1 you made $600?
1: I think it was technically I think I made 13000
0: Oh, yeah. That, for delivery work because you assisted on some delivery work. But AJ is <laughs> the CEO yeah, I, of Brand Builders Group and she gets paid last. She only okay. gets paid if there's anything like left over and it's been virtually zeroed now for a couple of years. virtually
1: it is zero it is
0: zero other than the delivery work the client facing work if i, yeah, if work, I do some client facing and do some of that
1: but uh, i thought that was so important and i guess it, it hit me because we get asked that so much and i think 12 years later into our professional lives and personal lives we forget that the reality is is when we started speaking we didn't charge mm-hmm. we said yes to everything and that's so much of what john was saying he said my business grew because i said yes i just said yes he said we were yes led and mission driven and he said and don't be so arrogant to think that you should get paid the first time you do it or the first year because we did it for years. We still do it. Like we are, you know, after the sale of an eight-figure business and all the stuff that we've done, it's like we still don't get paid.
0: And we're digging digging ditches right now. We're brand builders. Even though the clients are doing well and our team, you know, like we've been able to get our team up to good levels of pay,
1: but there's just, I just loved what he said. There's like this, this attitude of people get entitled. Yeah. Uh, like I deserve to make this money. My time is worth this. Says who? Says who? Yeah. And I just love his attitude of like, don't be so arrogant. You're never above
0: doing that work. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that. I just thought it was such a good reminder of when you're asking yourself, what should I get paid and what should I charge? Maybe the question is like, well, just how many times can I do this before someone says, can I pay you? Yeah, oh, just really, really good. Great. That.
0: Gosh, that's such a great reminder. Yeah, it's, again, just so powerful to hear this inspiration. And here's the thing, you may be there right now, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe you were a speaker or you were an employee or you were someone making a lot of money and all of a sudden, boom, COVID hits, you know, some crazy things happens in China with a bat and here we go, like all of us have to just do whatever it takes and, yeah. and you rebuild by serving. Figure out a new problem and start serving it and start solving it and start helping and don't be above it. And then the money always follows. Like the money will come back around. Mm -hmm. Way more important than the money, and this is what he's all about, and this is my third takeaway, was just being reminded of how much life is a miracle. Mm,
1: Yeah. Uh, Towards the end. Towards the
0: end. And he was just talking about there's like a one in 400 trillion chance, or whatever it is, of your DNA coming together the way that it is. And just the fact that you're here. And then talking to somebody like John, who's so grateful for everything and go, you know what? Imagine if you didn't have your hands, right? Like imagine if you didn't have your hands or if you didn't have your eyesight or if you didn't have like, there's so many people that are living with a lot of fear right now because their immune system is really weak and it's really dangerous time. For the vast majority of us and perhaps you, we have so much to be grateful for it's so beautiful that we're even here. Mm. We, as crazy as the current situation is of the quarantined world, it's also pretty incredible how we're able to connect and do business virtually and have our basic needs met and food delivered to our house. And if there was ever a time in history to have this, it would be right now. Like this has to have been the easiest time, (laughs) the most medically advanced to ever have something like this. And it's all about that perspective. I, I remember seeing something on Instagram about COVID where it said, "Your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to sit on the couch. You can do this." Yeah, you, you saw that because I posted it. That's right. I saw it somewhere. I'm always <laughs> stealing AJ's lines, and I'm. But uh, <laughs> it's true. But it's true. And just we're alive. We're here. And just don't forget the miracle of that, the miracle of life. There's so much to be grateful for.
1: Yeah. And mine is probably, my third point is similar to that. And I think it was it was probably towards the last half of the interview when we were talking to John about just how has this affected your business? What's your attitude? What's the plan on the go forward? And I love that he said, like, I'm just so grateful for this season. Hmm. And I think it's really hard for a lot of us to admit that openly because there are so many people who are struggling. Yeah. There are so many people who have lost their businesses, really, they've lost really, their jobs, really they've lost their lives, they've lost family members. You know, you've, you look at New York and you're going like how can I publicly say I'm grateful for this season when people are every single day on the front lines risking their lives. People are dying. People like they are suffering and at the same token there is this amazing privilege that has been given to so many of us to be at home, to refocus and reprioritize. And I really honed in on what he said and I kind of like took this in two parts. In the beginning, he said, you know, in year one, my speaking career started because our little Girl Scout Girl asked Scouts. me to speak at her Girl Scout troop. And then a parent in the audience was a part of the Rotary Club and then someone was there was a part of Kiwana. So his first year, he spoke three times all for free. Year two, he spoke eight times all for free. Year three though, he started charging and making money. He spoke 60 times, but yet 14 years later, he has spoken more than 2000 times to millions of people and many different continents. And he said, he said over the last two months, he goes, I've had 41 days in a row where I've been able to tuck my kids into bed. That's never happened before. Mm -hmm. I've had 41 days in a row where I've gotten to make them lunch. That's never happened before. I've had 41 days, you know, and he just kind of goes on and on. And you're like, it's interesting because the first half of our interview is very much about how did you get your speaking career started and what you can expect? And it's like, it goes from Girl Scouts to like literally millions of people being impacted by John's story on multiple continents and 2000 times. But yet what the amazing part of this interview is like, I'm so grateful for the things that I never knew I was missing, like being at home for 41 days in a row.
0: And you also, in the context, if y'all don't understand, for John, somebody who's primarily a keynote speaker and their primary revenue, like the keynote speaking business, he's gone all the time, but this pandemic is impacting (laughs) speakers Radically, I mean, our entire keynote business is basically on hold. over the like,
1: course of three weeks.
0: Over the course of three weeks, we just, lost
1: every event, just yeah. you know,
0: indefinitely disappeared. You know, some of them will come back at some point, maybe. Like, but for him to have that, that attitude, attitude in the midst of this, it's not like he just has it all hunky dory right now. Like, no, like his
1: entire business bookings for the rest of this year just went out the oof. door. This isn't like, oh, it's just one thing, it's like, no, that's his entire business went poof. And And yet he is still
0: choosing to be grateful, choosing to consciously be thankful for the things you do have versus unconsciously complaining about the things that you don't or Mm -hmm. being entitled Mm -hmm. and thinking that you're above facing the challenges that are in front of you.
1: Or that you've somehow earned or deserved something. To to
0: not have to deal with difficulty Mm -hmm. or to not, uh, that you're above the work. Just really, really great. Great reminders. Loved it man, we needed this and uh, go listen to it. There's a good chance you need it. Even if you don't need it, you need it. Go listen (laughs) to John O'Leary and be grateful. Know that your work matters. There is no job too small. There's no audience to serve that's too small. There's no message that's too small. The work is important. The world needs you. Go find them now. We'll catch you next time.